Everybody say, sacrifice is not a church word, though. It is a universal word. Remember, next point, let me give you ten and then I'll move on to Haggai. Death to self is the fertilizer or manure for lifting and rising in life. Death to self is the fertilizer or manure for promotions in life. Death to self is the fertilizer. You all know fertilizer? Manure. Death. When you die to self, so it's not all about you. It is the fertilizer that God uses to lift you. So lifting comes from sacrifice. Anybody who doesn't want to be lifted should not sacrifice. And let me announce this to you too. I don't think even my wife knows it. During the lockdown, God changed my position among the fivefold gifts. I'm no longer a pastor. God elevated me to an apostle. And I'm going to teach you on who an apostle is. Pastors are carers. Apostles are governors. Pastors beg. Apostles command. My status in the ministry and in life has changed. So there are some things I don't do. I delegate. And that's based on faithfulness over the years. I'm now ministering to other people, including talking about politics to governments. Consultancy. So, when my preaching has changed, it's because pastor has moved. He's moved far, cry. And all this comes through sacrifice. Death, 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 death to self. Uh, until you and I die to self, there are something except a grain of wheat fall to the ground and dies willingly. It cannot bear fruit, it cannot sprout. Death to self. Husbands dying to yourself. Wives dying to yourself. Bishop, die. There are some things I do. I wake up 2 a.m. and I'm sending you a message. You must be dead. Ah. Who wants to wake up? <laughs> 2 a.m. Bishop, look, it's enough. <laughs> but there are some people who are awake in the U.S. who need it. Because now your territory has expanded. So you are not just pastoring people within four walls. Shout a better amen there. Hey, listen to this one. Serving self makes a slave. Serving others makes a leader. Serving self makes you a slave. Serving others is what brings your promotion. Everybody who's just serving themselves is a slave. But serving all this is what leads to your promotion. So this is a foundation for next month being our month of affluence and influence. Next point, your sacrifices today will determine your placement and your legacy tomorrow. Your sacrifices today is, is my sacrifices years ago that got me to become a promoted to a deacon. 
to an associate pastor, to a pastor, and now an apostle, a teacher of the word, author, writer, conference speaker. All the, the, the meetings we are holding online from, from, how many of you watched the program yesterday on properties and savings? <laughs> your network is your net worth. The people God is, is bringing into my network is unbelievable. Since the lockdown, the people God is bringing into my network, the kind of people and contacts and connections for our destiny is unbelievable. And that has come through sacrifice. Anybody not ready to make any sacrifices? You see, it's stagnating their own life. Stagnating their business. Stagnating their family. It takes sacrifice to learn, read new books. Sacrifice to wake up in the morning, bend the midnight or to develop yourself for where you are going. Look, listen to her quote. Value yourself enough to invest in yourself. Because you are not going anywhere if you don't upgrade. God is not going to add anything extra or more to us if we have not developed ourselves to fit that position. I want Mr. Right. I must be Miss Right before I kill Mr. Right when he comes into my life. Are you getting it? Everybody say, sacrifice your today for your tomorrow. Then the last one for today. Listen. <laughs> if I give you um, a seed, I'm giving you two things. Seed and fruit. Seed and fruit. Apple. You are very thirsty. You are very hungry. And I give you apple or orange. And I give you an apple seed or orange seed. Which one will you choose? Thinking of destiny. Thinking of destiny. How many of you will choose the fruit? You are very hungry. You need to eat. I'm giving you an apple. You are hungry. You need to eat now. An apple and a seed. How many of you will choose the apple? You are hungry. How many of you will choose the seed? Some of you won't choose anything. I think I, it's a, it maybe it's things like a trick question. You will take the apple to, to gratify yourself now. But if you are thinking of the future... You take the seed and sow it for tomorrow. When you eat the apple fruit or orange fruit now, that's it. But when you sow, you sacrifice your today for your tomorrow, that seed will become fruit. That seed can become forest. That seed can become a factory. That seed can make you a millionaire. Sacrifice your today for your tomorrow. Everything is about sacrifice. That's why a farmer... When he harvests some of his crops, he doesn't eat all. He sows some for the sake of what? The future. Are you understanding? So now let's close with Haggai. Let's go to Haggai. And I'm reading, this is God speaking. God speaking. God. Everybody say God. Okay. Haggai chapter 1. I'm reading from, if, do you have the message translation? Message translation. Please listen to this as we close. Sacrifice. On the first day of the sixth month of the... I want you to really pay attention. On the first day of the sixth month of the second year, in the reign of King Darius of Persia, God's message was delivered 
by the prophet Haggai to the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel son of Shittel, and then the high priest Joshua the son of Jehozadak, a message, a message from God of the angel armies. The people, this God speaking, expressing his frustration. God speak, I would say God is speaking. The people procrastinate. Listen. This is the translation of the King James Version. Is that the message translation up there? No. Okay. He says, this God speaking says, the people say, this isn't the right time to rebuild the house of God. Shortly after that, God said more. And Haggai spoke it. He said, how is it that it is the right time for you? Listen. How is it that it is the right time for you people, Christians, believers, members of churches, for you to live in your fine new homes while the home, God's temple, is in ruins? God speaking, not bishop, God speaking to his people. Then a little later, God of the angel, so God was aware of what they were spending, spending their monies on. And God doesn't hide his feelings, so he was telling them, how he felt about the situation. How is it that you are building your fine new homes? God is not against us buying, uh, uh, getting new homes, but it should not be at the expense of his home. Yes. Clap, please. <laughs> and then a little later, God of the angel army spoke out again. Take a good hard look at your life. Think it over. You have spent a... Listen, listen, listen. Listen to this. This is describing many Christians' financial and material and physical situation right now. Take a good look, a hard look at your life. Think it over. You have spent a lot of money, but you haven't had... You don't have much to show for it. You keep filling your plates, but you never get, get filled up. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking, but you are always thirsty. How can a person drink and drink and drink and still be thirsty? Eat and eat and eat and eat and still be hungry. He's coming to tell us why that is the case of many believers. You put on layer after layer of clothes. You do, and you can't get warm. And the people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? <laughs> Not much. A leaky, rusted out bucket. That's what. That's what the God of the angel army said. God speaking. Take a good, hard look at your life and think it over. King James says, consider your ways. Then God said, everybody say, God is speaking. Here is what I want you to do. Bishop, house of Judah members, Christians, everybody watching. Here is what I want you to do. God speaking. Climb into the hills. Cut down some wood or timber. You go and work. Cut down the timber. Bring it down. Build the house of God. If you are paying attention, say I'm paying attention. Go to the top. Cut down the wood and timber. You go and do the work. What should you do with it? Come down and use it to build the house of God. You've had great ambition. Bring it down. Build the house of God. Listen. Do it just for me. Honor me. You've had great ambitions for yourself, but nothing has come out of it. The little you have brought to my temple, I have blown away. I have blown on the little you brought to the house of God. God said, I blew on it. 
I blew on it and there was nothing to it. And why? This is a message from God. Because while you have run around, caught up with taking care of your own houses, my home is in ruins. That's why because of your stinginess, look at it and say, Bishop is not insulting you. God speaking. Because God does not hide his feelings. Because of your stinginess towards my house, so I've given you a dry summer and meager crop. I have given you dry summer and meager crop. Not the devil. God. I've matched your tight-fisted stinginess by decreeing a season of... I thought God blesses people. He said, I. I have given you a dry summer and meager crop and I have matched... Your tight-fisted stinginess in tithing and giving by decreeing a season of drought. I thought we decree good. I decree drought. You know when we are praying, I decree this, I decree. God said, I am decreeing drought on your tight-fisted stinginess. All of us. Christians. Who have prioritized their stuff and left God's house in ruins. Driving up fields and hills, withering gardens, withering orchards, stunning vegetables and fruits. Nothing, not man or woman, not animal or crop is going to thrive. Then the governor, Zerubbabel, the son of Shittel, and the high priest, Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, and all the people with them listened, really listened to the voice of their God, when God sent the prophet to them, they paid attention to him, listening to Haggai, and they honored God. Somebody say, we will honor God. Somebody say, we will honor God. He said, this is how God got Zerubbabel, Joshua, and all the people moving. He had to come down and speak through his prophet to his people. That was how they started moving and prioritizing God's house. By sacrifice. Verse 4 of chapter 2 and 5. Let's close. He said, get to work. Get to work. All you people. Yes, get to work. Everybody say, get to work. For I am with you. The God of the angel armies is, is, is speaking. Put into action the word I've covenanted when you left Egypt. I am living and breathing among you right now. Don't be timid and don't hold back. Now, let's close with verse 6, 7 to 9. Let's close with that one. Listen. You and I cannot outgive God. Any hardship in our life, very often it has to do with us not prioritizing his house. And God came down and began to make these decrees. Then he told them, go to work, go up, gather the wood, build my house, prioritize my house. It is his house. Prioritize my house. Sacrifice and prioritize my house. Then, this is what he promises us, verse 6 to 7. This is what God of the angel army said, before you know it, the King James says, I will shake the heavens. You know we quote that scripture. I shake the heavens, shake the earth, shake the land, shake the sea, for the abundance of the sea. Before God shakes the heavens and shakes the earth and brings us the silver and gold, 
which he says belongs to him, which is what we are looking for. He said, go up, cut down wood, come down, build my house. Don't just build your nice houses. Before you know it, I will shake up the sky, the earth, ocean and fields, and I will shake down. See, look at what God has in store for believers. And we are settling for just little. Listen, every one of you here who doesn't have, doesn't have a house, God built the midwives who took care of the two-year-old and downward, whom Herod wanted to, uh, Pharaoh wanted to kill. God builds the midwives' houses. Is it houses you are looking for? God can build you a house if you prioritize his house. Oh. He says, I will shake all the godless nations. They will bring their businesses of wealth. You're looking for people to bring their businesses to you. To come and purchase your products. Come and say, we want your gifts. We are bringing our business to you for you to help us manage. You want people to bring their businesses to you? Prioritize God's house. He says, I will fill, uh, they will bring businesses of wealth and I will fill this temple with splendor. God wants his house to be full of splendor. Not churches hanging in certain funny, funny, funny places. He says, the silver is mine. The gold is mine. This temple, the latter house, will be greater than the former. If only we will prioritize the house of God. The message translation of verse 9 says, This temple, that's the house of God, is going to end up for better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness. The latter days of the church is supposed to become more beautiful than this. But it will happen if we climb the mountain, live sacrificial lives, and prioritize God's house before our house. The house I live in, we live in right now, God bought it and paid for it. God bought it, literally. There's not one dime from this church in that house. Not one dime. I heard my spiritual father say this week, this morning again, the houses I have, I have to drive from one apartment to the other apartment. Not one dime from winners. You see, if you serve God, He takes care of you. I said not one dime, not even stamp duty. Nobody even knew that we are buying a house. It is not a vicarage. It's a result of serving God. I keep asking my people, do you have a house? Do you want a house? There, there's a reason why I keep asking that. And next month, I hope you'll be at the services. Affluence brings influence. A time is coming when the house that you live in now, it will be a seed you will give to somebody because it will be bigger than the one you are giving. If you are receiving it, lift your hand and say, I receive it. You see, it's a process. It's a process from council, from residence association, etc. Faithfulness, and we kept prioritizing the sacrifice. We take one day our son when he was very young, three, four, five. He said, Dad, do I have a thousand pounds in my child benefit account? We said, what for? He said, I wish if I have a thousand pounds, I want to give it to the building fund. Four-year-old boy, five-year-old boy. That's the way we train. We live a life of sacrifice. And you are supposed to emulate your pastor. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. When I swear, don't swear. When 
But what I do, which I'm telling you, do it. You know, last week I nearly swore. You remember? No swear as in, you know. You should thank God I'm born again. Yeah. I should be driving a bigger car than the car that I'm driving. No, sacrifice. There are people, five ladies, and my family who gave towards my new car. We're trusting God to bring the rest, then we get the car. But blessings is on those people all the time from our mouth that you obey the mouth of the man of God. Sacrifice. Your sacrifices today will determine your future tomorrow. My sacrifice will determine my future. Your sacrifice will determine your future. So he says, instead of building sealed houses, nice houses, look at the house of God and look at your house. Does it match? If you got something, lift your hands and give him thanks. If you got some, don't clap. Just lift your hands and thank him. Is it time to dwell in your posh, sealed, fine houses? Whilst my house lies in ruins. Go up! Climb the mountain! Cut the timber! Cut wood! Come down! Build my house. Then the silver, which is mine, the gold, which is mine, I'll make them available to you. Everyone who has not come to me yet or has not done anything about the rent we mentioned, this week is going to be the final week we're going to mention it. You can do it. You can transfer the seed into, it is going to cost us something. We all paid our tithe. Some of us have gone beyond and done what we're supposed to do, but he says, take care of my house. Do your best with what God has blessed you with. But don't leave his house in ruins. Or else he's the one who makes those decrees. You don't want, you don't want God. If a man decrees certain things on us, it's one thing. But when God begins to make decrees and say things should dry out, it will happen to us. Please put your hand on your head and say in the name of Jesus, God has spoken to me. I have heard the word. Just as the people of Israel heard this strong word in Haggai chapter 1. And they climbed the mountains, cut down wood and timber, and came down and built the house of God. We will not keep building our sealed houses and leave the house of God in ruins. We will rather build the house of God. Let the silver and the gold that belongs to you. Let it be made available to us. Father, we thank you in Jesus' precious name. Everyone who has already given into the account concerning the building, the rent for this property, seen me personally and told me or transferred, Father, bless them indeed. Enlarge their coast. Let Haggai chapter 2, the benefits of silver and gold being released with speed swiftly. Let that be their benefit in the precious name of Jesus. And everyone who is yet to give them the grace to obey your scriptures in Haggai chapter 1 
and Haggai chapter 2. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Shout Amen. Now, if you are watching and you are not saved, you are not born again, you are living for yourself. You are not living for Christ. You want to submit your life to Jesus and live a life of sacrifice. Stretch your hands towards the screen and say this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. I confess with my mouth, you died on the cross and were raised from the dead. And I believe in my heart, you died on the cross and were raised from the dead. And I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Father, everyone who has submitted their lives to you or rededicated their lives to you, create in them a new heart. Use them for your glory. Let the frustrations cease in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now everybody put your hand on your head. Say, Father, I ask for grace. Endless grace to hear your word and obey your word and to do your word. From this day, I receive grace to live a sacrificial life. In Jesus' precious name, shout a big amen. Father, thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name.